It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon and welcome to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Longmont here with you today, taking your calls and texts live on the air. I want to say welcome to those of you listening here in Colorado on Grace FM up and down the Front Range, as well as those of you listening on the East Coast on Hope FM in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Maryland. We also want to say hello to all of you who are listening online. Welcome to the program. The number to call is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720-336-0897. This is a show where you can uh, call, you can text us with questions about the Bible or things that are going on in your life, things that you'd like pastoral advice on, or if you have a prayer request or praise report, do call us or text us. I'd love to hear from you today. Again, those numbers are 303-690-3000. That's the number to call. Or you can text at 720-336-0897. Just a bit about myself. For those of you who don't know me, I'm the pastor of Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. Uh, we're a Calvary Chapel-affiliated church that meets in downtown Longmont. Uh, we also want to invite you to come visit us if you're in the area. For those of you up here in the kind of the northern Colorado, Boulder, you know, southwest Weld County area, for those of you in the surrounding towns as well, from Longmont down to Lafayette and Erie, Niwot, uh, even North Boulder and Lyons, Berthoud, Mead, uh, over in Frederick and Firestone, the Carbon Valley. Come check us out if you are looking for a church. Our website is whitefieldschurch.com, and our church meets at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings in downtown Longmont at 700 Longs Peak Avenue, which is the St. Vrain Memorial Building. We're right on the corner of Kaufman and Longs Peak Avenue. So that's um, the southwest corner of Roosevelt Park, for those of you familiar with Longmont. You can also hear me here on Grace FM on weekdays at 2.30 p.m. We have a half-hour show that runs from 2.30 to 3 every weekday, and it's called Life in the Field. It's uh, excerpts from our sermons on Sunday mornings. We're also on on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. If you would, um, if you happen to not be at church that time, I always tell people from our church when they uh, when they are listening to me at 10 a.m. that they should uh, they should be in church already. Okay, well, it looks like, uh, I'm just going to say, I just I was talking to the producer. It looks like Erica from Boulder had a prayer request, and we accidentally hung up on you. So, Erica, if you're listening, please call back. We'd love to pray for you here on the air. So, as we're waiting for the lines to fill up, by the way, those numbers to call are 303-690-3000. That's the number to call, 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720-336-0897. Just uh tell you a little bit about what's going on at Whitefields this weekend. Uh, we have a series that we started last weekend in the book of Jonah. Very short book, but it's actually one of the most important books in the Bible. And I'll tell you why. Because in the book of Jonah, we see an incredible transition. I guess you could call it from an, an it's a transition from an attractional way of relating to people as, as the people of God, an attractional way of evangelism maybe, to a missional way. So for much of the Old Testament, God's way, uh, God had called the people of Israel to be a light to the nations, and he had given them his law. And it actually says in Deuteronomy, when God gave them the law, 
God said to them through Moses, he said, when people see this law and they see the way that you live and how different you are because of your relationship with me as your God, as well as um, the fact that you live differently and that you worship differently, you worship different things and the effect that that has on your life. He says, you will be like a light to the nations and they will come to see the light of the glory of God because of the way that the people of God live. And so we see this carried on throughout Israel's history. And to some degree, it was actually effective. I mean, we read about, for example, in First um, Kings, that there was a time when the Queen of Sheba sent a delegation to Israel and she wanted to meet, this is in the time of Solomon. She had heard about the wisdom of Solomon and the greatness of the nation of Israel. And so she sent a delegation to learn about their God. And it would seem that they converted to Judaism and they began following the God of Israel. In fact, there are Jewish uh, Ethiopians even to this day. And many of those Jewish Ethiopians are after the time of Christ, during the book of Acts, we read a little bit about that in like Acts chapter 8. Some of those people converted to Christianity as they heard the gospel of Jesus, the Messiah. And so that attractional method of evangelism, I guess you could call it, um, as the people of God, it did. It was effective to a degree. But in, what's really interesting is that in the book of Jonah, that there's a shift from an attractional way of reaching the world or relating to the world to a missional way of relating to the world. And I think that's really important for us as Christians to see that uh, because we see that change, that change also in the New Testament, in the book of Acts, we see that Jesus, as he ascends into heaven, he sends his disciples out into the world. He says, go into all the world, preach the gospel, go into all the world, make disciples of all nations. He says, go into Jerusalem and Judea, Samaria, even to the ends of the earth and be my witnesses. And so it's really important for us to see this. But Jonah, you know, part of, the, part of the reason why Jonah was hesitant to go was just because this is a completely new idea that somebody would, that God would send him to a foreign nation rather than having that, those foreign people come to Israel to get to know God and to worship God. So he sent Jonah to this, with this message. And it was a message kind of of judgment, but it's also a message that carried with it the implication of mercy and salvation. Right, because the message was to speak against them for their sins against God. But then he makes it very clear that the reason for that is because if you do that, then those people will have a chance to repent and be saved. And of course, Jonah didn't want to do that. I'll have some more thoughts about Jonah as we go throughout the show today. But this is a call-in show, and that's what we're here for. So I'm going to go ahead and take a call on line one. We've got Matt calling in from Loveland, Colorado. Hi, Matt. Hi. Hi there. Are taking, you in Loveland? Thanks for taking my call. Sorry? Is that, are you in Loveland? Did I get the city right? Yeah, yep, Loveland. Oh, great. Yeah, just up the road from me, huh? <laughs> yep. Great. So what was your question? Uh, I'm just wondering what your thoughts are on Christian involvement in politics, either being in political office or voting or lobbying for political um, figures, that kind of thing, what, what your thoughts were. Yeah, so um, I, I do think this actually ties into something I was just saying about Jonah. So um, I don't know if you were catching what I was saying about Jonah. So I'll just kind of explain it to you, what my uh, first initial like idea from the Bible is, and then I'll explain to you kind of just really directly what I think about the role of Christians in politics. Okay, 
So okay. in Jonah, what we see is a transition from an attractional method of relating to the world, right? Which I guess you could call it the difference like being, being light to the world. Jesus said, for example, in Matthew chapter 5, he said, Let your light so shine before men that they see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So that's really what he called the people of Israel to do in history, was to be that kind of light where they would people would see their good works and be attracted to their heavenly Father. So I think that there's uh, also a degree to which we are called to do the same thing. Now in Jonah, we see this different, uh, different response where the people of God, they live in the city of Jerusalem and in the, in the land of Israel where they know God and it's, it's their holy land. But then Jonah's called to go out from there, at least for a time, and preach a message to people who live on the outside. But then there's even one more development, which happens in Jeremiah, because during the time of Jeremiah, that was when the people of Judah, which is the southern kingdom, they got carried off into exile in Babylon. And there's this, this very interesting place where um, in Jeremiah, around in the 20s, so the chapters, you know, in the late 20s, and so, and there was this false prophet who came around, and this false prophet kept telling the people, hey, you know, don't settle down, don't put roots down here in Babylon, because any day now the Lord's going to take us out of here, and there's no reason for us to get involved in anything, so let's just, um, you know, don't plant gardens, don't, uh, don't build houses, we're just going to um, hold our breath, basically, until we get out of Babylon. And Jeremiah speaks against that, especially in chapter 29, which is, you know, a very famous chapter where we talk about, you know, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. But there's, there's actually something else that he says in here that's very interesting. And he talks about loving and blessing the place where uh, you are in exile. And so this is, I think this is a very important point for us as Christians. And I'm looking for this verse, so I'm just having a hard time finding it. So he's saying here, um, yes, here it is. I'm sorry, that took me a while. Okay, so here's what he's saying. Uh, he says to the people, you know, ignore the false prophet who keeps coming around saying that everything's going to be fine and God's going to get you out of here. He says, here's what, I, here's what God wants you to do. This is the word of the Lord, the God of Israel, to the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses, live in them, plant gardens, eat their produce, take wives and have sons and daughters, take wives for your sons, give your daughters in marriage that they may bear sons and daughters, multiply there and do not decrease, but here's the key, but seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf for in its welfare, you will find your welfare. Okay, so here's, here's my big point. When we, when we come to the New Testament in the book of Acts, we have three paradigms there, right, in the Old Testament. So there's one paradigm that says, be light to the world, but be separate. There's another paradigm that says, be separate, but take, you could call them mission trips, uh, to the people who don't know me, and then come back home. And then you have a third development where they're called to actually go into that place and settle down there and live there and work for the betterment of that place while being distinctly different and having that witness. And those three combined are what we are called to do in the New Testament and now as Christians in the world. Okay, so how does that relate to politics? I, I do think that it is a legitimate thing. If you want to change the world, one of the ways to change the world is through politics. If you want to create a, a world uh, that is, you know, if you want to change the laws, you want to change the way that things are, I think that being involved in politics is absolutely a legitimate way to do it. And I think that you can do it with a heart that loves people and loves God. I think that some people would argue that, hey, you know, uh, 
this world's going to hell in a handbasket and we just need to save people out of the world. So why would you waste your time trying to polish something that's going down the drain anyway? Uh, I think that that fails to see the fact that God is actually very much concerned with what we as his people do in the temporal world here and now. We should care about justice. We should care about mercy. Because for as long as we are here, we represent him in this world. I think where people can get off track with politics is if they put too much hope in it, right? Like, so if you think that um, the big problems of this world can be solved by politics, well, that's just, that's just not true. But there are several temporal things which can be solved, and, and I think that we should work to solve them in Jesus' name. In the spirit of Matthew chapter 5, I believe it's verse 16. I don't have it right in front of me, but where he says, um, you know, let your light so shine before men that they see your good works and glorify your Father who's in heaven. So does that answer your question? Yeah, thank you for, for your thoughtful response. appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, my pleasure. All right, thanks do, for calling in. Do you have to uh, for like a, a real quick tangent? I mean, it's related question, just real fast even. Yeah, sure, go for it. Um. So what are your thoughts on doing stuff like singing a national anthem in, in, in a church service? Yeah, okay, so personally, I'm going to give you my own personal opinion. I personally uh, do not like that, uh, and I'll tell you why. I think, it, I think it mixes two things which we need to keep separate. When we gather as the people of God, we are a distinct nation. That's what the Bible refers to us as in, in several places. We say most prominently like in First Peter. Right? He says, you are a holy nation. You're a royal priesthood. He says, you who were formerly not a people, now you have become a people. And what we see throughout the New Testament, God is forming a new nation. And that is our primary, as Christians, that's our primary allegiance. I think it's, you know, I, I wouldn't say it's like a sin or something to sing the national anthem. I just think it kind of can have the tendency to confuse two things, which I think that God wants us to keep very separate. And I, maybe I'm extra sensitive to this because I lived abroad. You know, I, I was a missionary for 10 years in Hungary. I'm actually a citizen of Hungary. And, um, and so I think that in America, we tend to, there has been a tendency to mix politics and religion in a way that is confusing sometimes and unhealthy and unhelpful many times to our Christian witness. I mean, I'm not going to talk about any politicians in particular, but I'll just tell you this. If, if our politics get in the way of our Christian witness and we have to decide between the two, we should always choose our Christian witness. Um, you know, I, I follow a couple of people on Twitter. I follow this worship leader who's kind of nationally known here in the U.S., and he posted a song that was posted on CCLI, which is a um, kind of a worship licensing uh, entity that does all the worship songs for churches and stuff like that. And someone had posted on there, this is some large church, I have no idea what church it was, but they posted on there a song called Make America Great Again. And this is a song that they were singing in their church. And if you listen to the song, it had absolutely nothing to do with Jesus. And I mean, just the fact that that slogan can be so divisive in our culture today, I just thought, man, that is just so unwise to be singing a song like that in a church service. And I tell you personally, um, you know, I'm in, I'm, I'm on social media. I have a blog, um, and I do address some political issues. But I will tell you, the only controversy that I want to be known for, especially as a pastor, and I think this might be a little bit different, maybe for somebody who's not in pastoral ministry, but is just a, you know, they're a Christian person and they, they love their country. I think that's a, that's a good thing. But 
I personally, as a pastor, I only want to be known for the controversy of the gospel. That's the only controversy I want to be known for. So. Well, thank you very much. I've, I've been talking to some people on Facebook about it. And just, I appreciate your thoughtful and uh, balanced response. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, you bet. God bless you, Matt. Thanks for calling in. All right, you're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Longmont, uh, from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts live on the air today. We're going to go ahead and go over to line two, where we've got Amber in Longmont. Amber. Hi, how are you? Good, good. You're from Longmont, huh? Good to hear from you. Yeah, thanks. Um, I got a question. Um, I just started reading Acts, and I can't tell you what verse, but I think it's in chapter one or two. Um, and there's a verse, uh, something along the line, forgive me for not being able to quote it exactly, but it said something along the line in the coming days, and I believe it's talking about uh, Jesus' return, said the day will turn to night, and something along those lines, where it, basically the world's going to go haywire is what I got from it. And I do know in, in past studies that when it comes to end of days, we should be looking for Jesus rather than anybody else. So um, my question is, um, this, and as I'm sure you're aware, because the news outlets and whatnot are, have been talking about it since the beginning of the year, but this eclipse that's supposed to happen, I mean, you have entertainers that are making a huge deal around it, people making reservations to see this historical eclipse, and to me, I just, I never got, like, what's the big deal about it? Like, you know, I guess it's it's a natural occurrence, like, why, why... You know, I just never got it. And, you know, it's just, to me, it's something about that. I read that Acts verse. I mean, could that be something to look for? Could, I mean, as a Christian looking towards Jesus, could that be, like, maybe one of the many signs the Bible leaves us about the coming days of Jesus? Well, yeah. Why don't I go ahead and read the text, and then uh, okay. then let's answer that question. Okay, so here's the okay. text. It's in Acts chapter 2, and here's here's the setup, right? So Jesus has just ascended into heaven. He's left the disciples behind him. There's uh, 120 people gathered in an upper room, and they're praying and waiting because Jesus told them to wait for the promise of the Holy Spirit. So they're up there praying. The Holy Spirit comes upon them, and they begin praising God in different languages. And then it says in verse 14 that Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed the crowd that had gathered. And he said, uh, Men of Judah, all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you. Give ear to my words. These people are not drunk as you think they are. It's only the third hour of the day. This is what was uttered by the prophet Joel. So what follows there, uh, Amber, and in, from verses 17 through 21, is actually a quotation from the prophet, the, the book of the prophet Joel from the Old Testament. Okay. okay. It says, In the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and daughters will prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my male servants and female servants, in those days I will pour out my spirit, <clears throat> and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heavens above, and signs on the earth below. Blood, fire, vapor of smoke, the sun will be turned to darkness, and the moon to blood, before the day of the Lord comes, the great and magnificent day, and it shall come to pass that everyone who calls on the Lord will be saved. Okay, so what he's dis what he's he's using this verse to give them context and understanding for what they're witnessing at that moment, uh -huh. what they're, and what okay. they're witnessing was people speaking in different languages. And so he I gotcha. he goes, okay, so you guys, you know, because people are like, what's going on? Are these people drunk or something? Right? Right, says, right, uh, sure. 
And he says, no, they're not drunk. This is actually, you know, here, this is talked about in the Bible. So what you're seeing now is something that's happening in the Bible. And so he says, in the last days. And so what, what does that even mean, like last days? Like are the last, what constitutes last days? Well, it would seem that based on this, right, the last days would be the days which began with the ascension of Jesus all the way up until the return of Jesus. Okay, uh -huh. so that means that we're still living in that period as Jesus hasn't returned. This is a period that right. started in the book of Acts and continues on now until this day. So that gives us some context for where we are. So he says he will show uh, wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below. And all these things will happen before the day of the Lord comes, the great magnificent day. The day of the Lord in the Old Testament refers to the day either of God's judgment or of God's salvation. It could be one or the other, but it's a dramatic intervention of God in the world. Most likely here when it refers to that, it's referring to the second coming of Jesus. Okay. Uh, when it says the sun shall be turned to darkness, just one thought on this is that uh, you might remember that when Jesus died, that the sun turned to darkness. In fact, it was right. like a tangible darkness that people felt. Now, the moon to blood, the Bible doesn't say anything about that happening at the time of Jesus' death. And so this verse, for example, is one of the reasons why people get really excited about blood moons and things like that. You know, last year uh, there was this thing where we had like a whole series of blood moons where the moon turns red. Right. And, and some people started making predictions and speculations. And to be clear, I think I think that's kind of fair game as long as you just say, you know, hold it with an open hand and say, hey, this might be this, but I don't know. You know, I'm just going to throw this out there kind of thing, you know. So that's all we can really do at this point is just speculate. And uh, And sometimes we might be right, sometimes we might be wrong. Sure. It's yeah. just like, for example, I was on uh, social media, and I was, you know, just scrolling through my feed, and I had seen, like, uh, I'm not a fan of his, but um, Ozzy Osbourne, like, he's throwing this huge concert. It just seemed, I don't know, just something inside of me. It was just like, it just seemed so wrong. Like, and again, I'm not trying to be judgmental, but it just seems so wrong, all these people getting excited over something like that. It just, I don't know how to describe it, but it just, Something about it just didn't seem right. I'm like, well, big deal. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm looking for Jesus. I'm not looking to worship the sun or the moon or anything, you know? I don't yeah. know. It just, and then I read Acts and I'm like, huh, I wonder. So I guess my answer for you is maybe, <laughs> you know? <so laughs> maybe, I, right? Yeah, but nobody the, can really know. I yeah, guess. And we don't know. But I'll tell you this. I think that speculation's fair game as long as you just admit the fact that that is what it is. It's speculation. Okay. And then, All right. Well, yeah. thank you so much for a little bit of clarity on yeah, that my verse. Pleasure. I really appreciate it. Thanks for calling in. God bless you. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Right, you are listening to Calvary Live. My name is Pastor Nick from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. We've got two open lines right now. It's a great time to call in. The number to call with your questions about the Bible or prayer requests uh, or things going on in your life that you'd like advice on is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720-336-0897. That's 720-336-0897. We've got a few more minutes before our break. Let's go ahead and go to line three where we have Bianca from Aurora, Colorado. Hi, Bianca. You're on the air. Hi. How are you doing? Doing very well. Well, on? I just have a quick prayer request. I'm not going to be really detailed because 
I don't want anyone knowing yet, but I am in I am in a period of my life where I just need a lot of prayer because I've been trying to make certain decisions and and I guess I'm just looking for guidance from the Holy Spirit because I don't want to do anything outside of the Lord's will. I've just been going through a lot of confusion, and I'm not really sure what to do, so I'd just like some prayer for clarity. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for calling in. Let's go ahead and pray for you. Heavenly Father, we pray for Bianca, just all of us on the uh, on the radio right now, all those who are listening, Lord, as, as one body of people, we together in the name of Jesus pray for Bianca. Lord, we, we thank you for her heart, that she desires to walk with you and live in a way that's pleasing to you. And so, Lord, we do ask that you would give her wisdom, that you give her clarity. Lord, your word says that if anyone lacks wisdom, that they should seek it from you, they should ask it from you, and that you give freely to those who ask for it. Lord, you honored Solomon because he desired wisdom above riches. And so, Lord, we ask that you would bless Bianca with your divine wisdom, and just an understanding of what your will is for her and her life and the next step in this particular area. So we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Bye. Amen. Thank you so much for calling in. God bless you. All right. God Bye. bless. Bye-bye. You are listening to Calvary Live. My name is Pastor Nick Cady. I'm the pastor of Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. Uh, I'm here on the air with you today taking your calls and prayer requests. We have three open lines right now, so it's a good time to call in. We're going to go to a break in just a second, but the number to call is 303-690-3000. It's 303-690-3000, or you can text us at 720-336-0897. We are going to go ahead and go over to our text line right now. We have a text that came in from someone who asks, how do you know that the Lord is calling you to ministry? That's a great question. Um, let me just say, first of all, that in the most basic sense, all, all Christians are called to ministry. We received a, the, what's called the Great Commission from Jesus, right? And Jesus said to his disciples and to us, if we are his disciples, it applies to us. He said, just as the Father sent me, so I am sending you. Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven on earth has been in heaven and on earth has been given to me. This is from Matthew chapter twenty eight. He says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have taught you, and behold I'm with you even to the end of the age. At the end of the Gospel of Mark, Jesus says, Go into all the world and preach the gospel and baptize those who believe, and those who believe and are baptized they will be saved. Um, you know, and that whole idea that Jesus has called us to be in ministry, I guess I would put it this way, that all of us who are Christians, to be a Christian is to be called into ministry. So how do you know if you're called into ministry? Well, step number one, the question, answer this question first. Are you a Christian? Because if you are, then you're called into ministry. Now, I, I do understand that I'm I'm kind of, that's not really probably what you're asking. What you're probably asking if this text message is, um, how do I know whether I'm called to a specific ministry, like, say, in a church or a missionary type thing or a pastoral thing? I think there are several things. I think that God absolutely does 
call uh, or does call us into specific ministries. For example, like the Apostle Paul and several other people in the Bible. Jeremiah, we see Isaiah, these people directly called by God into ministry. Here's one thing I would tell you. I think it was, there was no question in their mind that they were called into ministry. And I would encourage you in that too. First of all, number one, you are called to ministry. All of us who are Christians absolutely are called to be ministers of the gospel and carry the aroma and fragrance of Jesus Christ into the world. So you are called to ministry. Whether you're called to a specific ministry or not, I would encourage you to seek counsel. First of all, God gives us his, uh, the body of Christ and people with different gifts and callings within the body of Christ to instruct us. And I would also encourage you to pray. Talk to the pastor and leader in your church that you're in now. And, and then seek your, seek your heart. Make sure that you have the right motivations. We're going to go to a break right now. You've been listening to Calvary Live. We'll be back in just a minute. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. Good afternoon and welcome back to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, here on the air taking your calls and texts today. Welcome to those of you listening on Grace FM as, uh, here in Colorado, Wyoming, as well as those of you listening on the East Coast on Hope FM in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Maryland. We also want to say hi to everyone online. Welcome to the program. We've got two open lines right now. It's a good time to call in. The number to call is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720-336-0897. We're going to go ahead and re go right to line one where we've got Rosie in North Glen, Colorado. Hi, Rosie. Rosie, are you here? Okay, it looks like we're having a little trouble getting Rosie. I don't know if she's still there. Let's go ahead and go over to our text line. By the way, again, those numbers to call with your Bible questions or prayer requests, the number to call is 303-690-3000. And the number to text is 720-336-0897. Let's go ahead and go over to the text line real quick. And we have a person who says this. Hi, Pastor Nick. I was wondering if heaven and the New Jerusalem are the same thing. When the New Jerusalem comes down, will that be heaven coming down? At that time, will we see our loved ones who are Christians and have gone to be with Jesus? It's a really good question. Um, you know, I've recommended on the show before a book by Randy Alcorn called Heaven. And I'll recommend it again right now because I think it is a very helpful book in kind of putting all of these things in order. I guess it's what we would call a systematic theology of heaven. But it's also very readable and very encouraging. And in fact, he spends a whole bunch of the latter part of the book doing something we were talking about here on the show just a few minutes ago, which is a bit of speculation, like trying to trying to say, OK, well, if this is true, well, then maybe this is true about heaven. And so he answers a lot of common questions about heaven. So it's Randy Alcorn and the name of the book is Heaven. So I just finished uh, reading it uh, about two weeks ago. I had had it on my list of things to read for a long time, but it answers this question very directly. And one of the things that it, he points out is that when you really read the Bible, it, it changed. He, he tells how it changed his view of heaven. And I would say the same is true for me. I remember in the past talking about heaven in 
you know, with people from my church and trying to explain it and study it from the scriptures and coming away with the conclusion, well, then just heaven is just this place that we have no words for, we can't describe, and I guess we'll just find out what it's like when we get there. The problem with that is that the Bible actually does say a lot about it. So that's kind of shortchanging ourselves and shortchanging the Bible in a sense if we, if we say, well, we just can't know, so, so let's not even try. So here's one of the things that I think gets really confusing is that the Bible says that to be uh, away from the body, so in other words, from when we leave our bodies, that we are present with the Lord. So how does, how does that all work? Because then it says that the new heavens, the new earth, um, and we read about the new Jerusalem, this, this glistening city that comes down from heaven. Okay, so here's the answer to your question. For Yes, the new Jerusalem is heaven. The new heavens and the new earth refers to heaven uh, as we will experience it. But I will add this caveat. It's as we experience it after the return of Christ and the end of all things and after Satan is cast into the lake of fire, never to be seen again. Okay, so what that means is, so then where do people go who die now? Don't they go to heaven? Well, the answer is yes, but uh, Randy Alcorn puts it this way. He calls it a kind of intermediary heaven, meaning it's kind of a place where people go now, where they are in the presence of God, and it's kind of, I guess, a holding area. And of course, it's heaven because you're in the presence of God, and it's wonderful, and it's great, and it's good. But the full realization of all of God's plans for the renewed creation and new heavens and new earth and restoring all things. Remember at the end of the Bible, he says, behold, I make all things new. And we see almost really what's depicted is almost a return to Eden, which is the ideal with which the Bible begins, right? Because in the, in the Garden of Eden, there was the tree of life. And then in the end, in the new Jerusalem, we see that there's this river of life and there's, there again is the tree of life that we were separated from because of sin through Adam and Eve. We're reunited with the tree of life, and it says that the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. And so we see there'll be no more sin, there'll be no more sorrow, no more pain, no more tears. God will wipe away every tear from our eyes, and things will be the way that they were always intended to be. In fact, maybe even better than what Eden would have been. So it's this, it, that is heaven. It's the presence of God. You know, I was actually thinking about this recently because one of the questions that I've been asked here on the show and um, in other places as a pastor is, what do I think of all these books and things like that of people who give accounts of having gone to heaven? And I thought that, you know, as I was reading Randy Alcorn's book, he addresses that. And I thought his answer was really good. He said, you know, his hesitation with accepting some of those views is that they fail to mention Jesus. The thing is that if Jesus is the center of heaven, that's what makes heaven heaven is that God is there. I mean, that'd be like going to dinner with a great king and then somebody asks you, so how was it? And all you can talk about is the silverware and the drapes. He says, no, if you would have done that, if you would have actually gone to heaven, then you would have been come away from it enraptured with Jesus and wanting to see him, which is actually exactly what we see in the book of Revelation where John the apostle goes to gets a vision of heaven and he's caught up to heaven and he gets this whole vision. What's he talk about a lot? He talks a lot about Jesus. So I hope that answers your question. Um, I, I found Randy Alcorn's uh, dissemination of it very helpful. So thanks for your text question. This is Calvary Live. I am Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. The number to call is 303-690-3000 or you can text us at 720-336-0897. We're going to go ahead and go to line one where we've got John 
in Jersey. Hi, John. Hi, how are you doing? Doing very well. Hi, I what? got a prayer request. There, last Thursday, I hit someone. They, uh, uh, and I, I'm all tore up. I don't know how she's doing. I, I think she's fine. But I, I want prayer for her. Make sure she heals, is healing well. Okay, could you could you repeat what happened? I, I was driving in coming over a parking lot and I hit a pedestrian. Okay, okay. Do you know anything about how she's doing? No, because the the police um, said it was an accident. I haven't got the police report to get her name. This is taking like over a week. Oh. Um, but I, I'm I'm tore up and 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 I, I'm. Praying that she's okay. Yeah, absolutely. That's very distressing. Let's go ahead and pray for you. Thank you. Heavenly Father, together we lift up John to you. We thank you for his heart, just wanting this woman to be okay. And Lord, we too want that. So Lord, all of us together uh, on the radio here, we together join with John in praying for this woman's well-being. We ask that she would be well or that she would recover from this accident. We also pray for John in his heart. Lord, we pray that by your spirit, you would, uh, you would, Give him comfort in his heart and that he would know that in Christ he is justified and that there's no, uh, no more condemnation for those who are in Christ. Of course, Lord, there's no reason why we should think that it's okay to hit pedestrians, but Lord, we do ask that you would give him comfort in his heart over this accident. And um, Lord, we pray for this, this woman and we pray that you would hold her in your arms and that you would heal her and that she would be well. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks very much, Nick. Yes. Hey, my heart goes out to you, John, because uh, I'm sure that's hard on you. I'll, I'm gonna, I'm gonna remember you in prayer. Okay. Thanks very, very much. Thanks very much. Okay. I'm, I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. I have you to God to handle, and it's just tough to do, you know. Yeah, that's a lot to, lot to process. Scott. We're gonna be, we're gonna be remembering you in our prayers, John. Thanks for calling in. Thanks. Thank you. All right. God Bye. bless you. You're listening to Calvary Live. My name is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. We have one open line right now. The number to call is 303-690-3000, or you can text us at 720-336-0897. We're going to go ahead and go to line two, where we've got Rosie in North Glen, Colorado. Hi, Rosie. Hi. Thanks for, for talking with me. I'm, I'm calling in to ask for prayer. Um, okay. My son, Jesse Daniel, is um, currently facing a, a prison sentence of 25, actually 15 to 25 years. Uh, drugs got involved in his life. He got involved with lives, with drugs, and, you know, it really, it took his life pretty much because, you know, it's, it really confused him, and he's at a point now where this is what's happening to him. So I want to pray for him and also for all the other young men, because there's so many young men going into our prisons that need our prayer. And they're not bad people, but because of drugs, you know, it changes their thinking. It gets them away um, from God. And so I'm just praying for all their safety and for them to, to find God and, and to find themselves and to be safe. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I mean, this is a, a tragic thing, but, but maybe it's for this very reason why uh, God has allowed him to be arrested and charged with this and uh, prosecuted. So let's just pray that God uses this for his glory. It certainly wouldn't be the first time. I mean, I, I've known a, I know several pastors and several people who 
who were in similar situations and their lives got turned around, God took hold of their hearts and it took something like this to give them a big wake-up call. So let's go ahead and pray right. for Jesse and those others who are in similar situations. Okay. Heavenly Father, we pray for Rosie. We thank you for her love for her son, Jesse, and, and what a heartbreaking thing for a parent to have to go through to see their child caught in the grips of uh, abuse of drugs and, and, and substances and getting in trouble with the law. But Lord, thank you that Jesse's story isn't over. I thank you that his story is actually maybe, hopefully, taking a turn for the better with him getting caught and uh, getting going to jail. So Lord, we pray that, first of all, you would set him free from uh, drug addiction. Lord, we know that you want us to be free in, and we find that freedom most truly by making you our Lord and Savior. So Lord, we pray that not only would you set him free from drugs and addiction and, and from life of sin and crime, Lord, would you set him free spiritually? Let us set him free from sin, Lord, that he might live unto you, as Paul the Apostle talks about, like in Romans 6, where he says, I am dead to sin and I live for God. And so, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name that that would happen with Jesse. We pray that he would meet people, either in prison or on his way there, who are going to tell him the gospel, who are going to share with him the good news of Jesus. And we pray that he would receive it, and that he would believe it, and that his life would be transformed. We pray for other young men who are in, um, other young men and women who are in uh, similar situations, either uh, in bondage to drugs or they're in literal prison because they've done different things. Lord, we pray that same thing, that you would set free the captives and, uh, and that they would know you and they would know what true freedom is in Jesus, that they can be free even if they're behind bars. And I pray that that would be the case. Lord, thank you that you love us enough to let us get caught sometimes doing stuff so that you can turn our lives around and set us free. I pray that be true, Jesse. Lord, I pray for so much comfort and grace for Rosie as she goes through this. You give her confidence in your sovereignty and in your goodness for both herself and for her kids. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Rosie, thank you for calling in. God bless you. Thank you, you for praying for, for us and our family and um, for all the young people that are in this issue, having these issues right now. Thank you. Absolutely. God bless you. Take okay. care. Thank you. Bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. My name is Pastor Nick Cady. I'm pastor of Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. I'm here on the air taking your calls and texts today. The number to call is 303-690-3000, or you can text us at 720-336-0897. We're going to go ahead and go to Ray in Fort Morgan, Colorado. Hi, Ray. Hi, Pastor. How are you? Doing very well. Um, I just called for a prayer request. Uh, my daughter broke her foot a couple of weeks ago, or her toe. Um, there's an infection in her bone and in her blood. Um, we've been at Children's Hospital uh, for about five days. We got out uh, Monday, and I just got a phone call saying that it, there's something else wrong, so we got to take her back to Children's and and I just uh, looked her up in prayer, and uh, her name is Araya, and uh, she's a real outgoing little girl, and, you know, now she's in a wheelchair for the infection and stuff, and uh, I, I just need some prayer and, uh, and, and, and you know, just uh, to lift me up and, and for the Lord to help me with my finances through this and uh, to heal her. To, uh, you know, before the finances, I need her healed, so. Um, yeah. 
I, I just, it seems like the world's crashing down on me right now, and and I know God's there. Just it, it just feels like I don't know. It's just kind of hard to explain. It just feels like I'm just hanging on by a thread. So okay. I, I need prayer, and my family needs prayer, and I and you know I just I need your help. I need Absolutely. God's help right now. Ray, let me ask you this. Do you have a, a church that you attend? Yes, I do. I, I, I attend a Life Fellowship in Fort Morgan. Mm-hmm. Um, have you have you reached out to them? You know what? I haven't yet. I, I, I've, uh, I've been at the hospital for, you know, since last Friday till Monday. And then I had to go back, come back to work. And it's, I, I haven't reached out yet. I just, I reached out to God and you Absolutely. Know, I've been praying. Yeah, so that's good, and and you know what? That's absolutely the very first place that you should reach out is to the Lord. I just want to encourage you, Ray. It sounds like you need some some brothers and sisters to come around you at a time like this and just hold you up right now and and be there to strengthen you. It's one of the blessings that God gives us. One of the ways that He works is is through uh, His people, and so let me just encourage you reach out to your church. I'm sure that they would be very blessed to hear from you and know what's going on and they would just get behind you a thousand percent. But let yes, me sir. do, let me, let me and, do pray for you because and you know, I, I got one more, uh, uh, sorry, pastor. Um, and, and also at the same time, my mom is pretty sick and she got surgery next Friday and it's just, uh, overbearing right now. I mean, I just overwhelmed right now. So, um, I would I really thank you guys for praying for yes. me. Yes, and you know, there's so many people listening. I know that we can join together. We can pray in the name of Jesus in agreement, and let's go ahead and do that. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you for Ray. We pray that right now, Lord, you would give him supernatural comfort. We pray that you would strengthen him, Lord, in his inner man to go through these things that he's going through. Thank you, Lord, that in all of these things, you are with him every step of the way, and you will uphold him with your righteous right hand so i pray that you would do that and that he would sense it lord we pray for his daughter uriah just this wonderful little girl lord having this infection in her blood lord we ask that you would cleanse her body lord that you would cleanse her body of all infection and that she would be completely healthy we pray that her foot would heal and most of all that this infection would be gone and we pray that in jesus name lord thank you that you are the one who made our bodies and Lord, you are the one who can heal our bodies. And so we ask that you would do that for Ray's little girl, Uriah. Lord, we also pray for his finances. Lord, we ask that you would uh, take care of his finances so that this wouldn't be one more thing to stress over is how am I going to pay for this? But Lord, I pray that you would provide for that. Pray for his work, that they would be understanding. Lord, I also pray for his, his concerns about his mother, Lord, that she would be well. And Lord, we just pray for his heart, that he, he's feeling overwhelmed, his mind. Lord, we pray that you would be with him, that you give him clarity and peace, even in the midst of the storm. Remember Jesus, who during the middle of a storm was able to rest. And Lord, we pray that you would give Ray that same uh, blessing and same strength, that he would be able to rest even in the midst of this storm. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. We pray you surround him with brothers and sisters in Christ who will come around him and hold him up and strengthen him. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Ray, thank you for calling thank you, in. Pastor. Thank right, you. God bless you. God bless. Bye-bye.
You're listening to Calvary Live. This is a show where you can call in with your prayer requests or questions about the Bible. The number to call is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720-336-0897. Let's go ahead and go to line two where we've got Michael in Denver. Hi, Michael. Uh, Pastor, how are you doing, sir? Very well, thanks. I got a prayer request. There's a lot. I'm not going to tie up the phone with a lot of detail, but there's things going on. Uh, file for Social Security and disability benefits. Um, I'm collecting OAP money now. I've got a lot going on that I owe money out. Car, fix, fix the thing in my car that need to get fixed. That costs more money than I have. And then my Christian walk with, with me in the middle, out of control things now. Uh, you know, I've, just say some prayer for God to give me some peace uh, and what's going on and just uh, to help me through this this, this uh, unique time I'm going through. Okay. Yeah, I'd be happy to pray for you, Michael. Thanks for calling in. Let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord, you, you've told us to bring our requests to you and to bring our anxieties to you because you care for us. And so we cast every care upon you right now, uh, along with Michael. Lord, we, we pray for these Social Security benefits he's applied for. Lord, we pray that, that you would show him favor with the Social Security Administration. Lord, that you would provide for all of his needs in whatever way you see fit. But we, we pray that he would uh, have what he needs and that you would take care of him. We also pray for this car situation. Lord, we pray that you would provide the money and provide the people who can help him with this car uh, to get it running so that he can get to the places he needs to be. And Lord, we pray that in the midst of these things, like our previous caller, Lord, we remember how Jesus in the middle of a, of a storm that was even life-threatening on the Sea of Galilee, all the apostles were freaking out, but Jesus had the ability to have peace in the midst of a storm. And Lord, we know that you are in us. And Lord, we pray for Michael that you would give him peace in the midst of this storm. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor, can I say a quick prayer for you? Oh, go ahead. Father, I lift up Pastor here. I lift up this Pastor Pastor Nick up and all the other pastors that uh, host this show. Thank you, Father God, for their leadership, for the love for the flock, for their love for you, and for their and for how how much they give to everybody who calls in and who listens to them, Lord, even though they don't call in. Bless them, Father God, them and all of their family. And Lord, just keep your hand upon them. Keep their hand there. Keep their course true in you. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate that. Thank you for calling in. All right. God bless you. God bless you. You're listening to Calvary Live. I am Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. The number to call with your prayer requests or questions from the Bible is 303-690-3000. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand, or you can text at seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. Let's go ahead to go to line one where we have Rusty with a prayer request. Hi, Rusty. Hi. Um, I wanted to ask for a prayer for two angels that have helped my wife and I in a legal situation. Um. First of all, I, I want to thank you for being there 
and be and being here. I'm sorry, the echoing of the radio. I have the radio on. Oh, please um, turn the radio but, off when you're on the when you're on. Okay, mm -hmm. just a minute. Okay. And anyway, I wanted to have you pray for Ken and Wayne for being the angels they are for helping my wife and myself um, to get through this legal situation we're in. And um, I, I don't know. I mean, they're just angels, and they deserve a prayer like anyone else who is an angel that can help people out. I mean, you guys too. And I don't know, I'm just really distraught. Okay. Yeah, hey, thank you for thank you for calling in and that's so good that God sent you some people to help you in this situation that you're in. Um, you know, someone just texted in this verse and I thought it was very appropriate and to many of the calls we've had, including yours. And so it's Psalm sixty one verse uh, well, starting in verse 1, it says, Hear my cry, O God. Listen to my prayer. From the ends of the earth I call to you. When my heart is faint, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been my refuge, a strong tower in time of need. Let's go ahead and pray for Rusty and wife. So, Heavenly Father, we pray for Rusty and for his wife. Lord, we ask that you, we thank you, first of all, for these uh, people you have sent into their life. We thank you for sending Ken and Wayne to help them get through this legal situation that they've been in. Thank you, Lord, that you are the rock that is higher than us. You are the one on whom we can build our lives. You are the one on whom we can stand. And when the waves come and the wind howls, Lord, you are the one who stands firm. So, Lord, thank you for that. And thank you for providing in such a wonderful way through these two people. And we just rejoice with Rusty today. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. All right. God bless you. And God Thank bless you, you guys as well. All right. You're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. We've got one open line. We're coming up on the end of the show. So uh, if you can still get in, the number to call is 303-690-3000. Uh, we have a caller on line three named Richard. We're not going to actually take his call, but I just want to let you know, uh, Richard said he didn't want to be on the radio, but has some... Um, concerns about a loved one who recently had an abortion so let's go ahead and pray for richard and then we'll go to one final caller heavenly father we pray for richard we pray for this uh family member a loved one who has recently had an abortion lord we pray we know that this is uh, a sin but it's not an unforgivable sin lord we pray that there would be uh repentance lord we pray for restoration we pray for uh turning to you in this situation and Lord, I pray for Richard that you would give him uh, comfort in his heart during this very difficult situation and comfort in your sovereignty, but most, more than anything, in your justice, Lord, and in your mercy. So Lord, thank you for those things. Thank you that you are both just and merciful. You are just and the justifier of those who turn to you. And so Lord, we do pray that you would work in that situation. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's go to one final caller. Name Mikonin. I think I got that name right in Maryland. Did I get your name right? Yeah. Okay. Right. We've got I've got about two minutes. So do you think we can answer this one in two minutes? Uh, I don't know. What I'm asking is about I know drinking wine. Is okay. it is it um, okay for Christians to drink uh, wine? You know, six seven months ago, a lady asked the pastor's perspective. 
And uh, she told them she was surprised when she see um, the wine in the uh, pastor's home. And um, so they told her it's okay. So, you know, that was bothering me, and I, I, I brought this issue again. Okay. Well, hey, we're coming up on the end of the show, so I'm going to answer your question very briefly, and then I'm going to let you go. If you have your radio on, if you wouldn't mind turning it down. Uh, something's echoing in the background. Okay, so here's the thing. In the Bible, wine is a picture of God's goodness and graciousness. It's a picture of God's blessing. Uh, we see that Jesus in his very first miracle. His miracle was making more wine for people to drink uh, at a wedding feast. So it was a symbol of celebration, but it was also something that Jesus did. Now, those who might argue with this, they might say that uh, that wine was like, barely even wine. It was uh, low alcohol level, but it doesn't seem to be the case from the, the fact that the people at the party said, this is the good wine that you've saved for last. So uh, one thing I will tell you this is that drunkenness is a sin, and we're absolutely categorically told not to be involved in drunkenness as believers. And so it even goes so far to say as one point in the New Testament where it says that those who practice such a thing, drunkenness, will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. But there's a difference between drinking wine, and I do think, for example, here in Colorado, we deal with the marijuana issue all the time. There's a difference between drinking alcohol in moderation and not allowing it to change your state of mind and being drunk, and there's a difference between being drunk and having an altered state of mind. I think that's the problem with marijuana is that nobody can do that with marijuana just for the flavor. So, I mean, you're changing, you're, you're altering your state of mind. So, therefore, you, you are definitely in the category of drunkenness. But when it comes to uh, wine that's a that's not in the same category. It's a, perceived as a blessing from God. So you have been listening to Calvary Live. It's been a pleasure taking your calls and texts today on the air. My name is Pastor Nick Cady. I've loved being with you. My church is Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. You can check us out, whitefieldschurch.com. Have a great rest of your day, and God bless you. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.